Hey everybody, this is Keith Loy. I'm the founding senior pastor of Celebrate Church in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and this is our podcast. I just want to say thank you for joining us, and it is my prayer that this week's message will truly encourage you. Enjoy. Well, welcome to our series called Toolbox. Pastor Keith has led us in an amazing journey over the last six weeks, looking at our vision, mission, and values. Everything about your and my life good or bad, is a result of our vision, our mission, and our values. So Pastor Keith shared the vision of our church. It's two words. Can you give it to me? Meet Jesus. Say that with me. Meet Jesus. Our goal is not to try to get people to come to church or try to get them better. We want to help people meet Jesus because when you meet Jesus, everything changes. That's our vision. Mission is two words. Can anybody give that to me? Be Jesus. Say that with me. Be Jesus. Because once you have met Jesus, now we are to walk and become like Jesus in every way, shape, and form. Now we come to our values. Pastor Keith shared our first value, kingdom of God. Would you say that with me? Kingdom of God, which says this. This is not our home. How many of you figured out you're going to die? Or figured it out? Well, the reality is this. You're actually going to live forever. One place or another. That's why not all people go to heaven. And that's why this world is not our home. We don't live for this world. We don't live to accumulate things here and live for the now and the temporary. We live for the kingdom. I heard a speaker say this recently. Man, I, I think he's spot on. This is a hard one for us. And the reason is because we love empires. We don't like kingdoms. See, in an empire, we can build an empire financial empire, real estate empire. We love building empires, and we love protecting our empires, and we can attack other empires. We can defeat empires, and the empire strikes back. And empires, that's, man, we love that because it's about us. We don't like kingdoms because in a kingdom, there's only one king, and we are all equal and serve that one king. But we're about the kingdom of God. The second value Pastor Key shared last weekend, it is the word of God. Would you say it with me? The word of God, which says that if I'm living for the kingdom of God, then the word of God becomes my authority for everything I do. I don't make a decision over here, and then I try to find something in here to justify it. This is my decision. And so the word of God has authority over my feelings, over my emotions, over my decisions, over my actions, over everything. This has the authority. Now, the key, though, is how many times a week? How many times a week? Four or more. Four or more. Remember when you talked about that? That is where the scale tips. Man, if that's not a part of your life, can I just, like, double dog? Or maybe I'm going to triple dog, dare you. With an ice cream scoop on the side, four or more times a week, it will change your life. So knowing that that's our authority, would you open up today to John chapter 14? John chapter 14. And I'm super humbled that Pastor Keith has asked me to introduce our third value to you. And in doing so, I want to ask a question. This glass, okay, here's the question. Is it full or is it empty? How many say it's empty? How many say it's full? Who aren't going to vote no matter what I say? (laughs) The answer, it's full of something. Right now, it's full of air. It could be full of water. It could be full of right things. It is full of something. 
you and I, are we empty or are we full? What do you think? We're full. We're full of something. What are you full of? In fact, turn to the person right now and ask them, what are you full of? Don't tell them what they're full of, just ask them. Our third value is everything to me. He is my dearest friend. I want to introduce you to the Holy Spirit. And here's the question we're going to ask ourselves today. Are you and I full of the Holy Spirit? Or are we just full of it? You're full of something today. What is it? There's three things we're going to look at as we look at the Holy Spirit. Who's the Holy Spirit? the role of the Holy Spirit, then how do you live filled with the Holy Spirit? So if you have something to take notes, let me encourage you to do that. Let's learn together. But before we do, let me pray. Holy Spirit, this is your time. We're asking, would you speak? I don't want to introduce you. I want you to introduce yourself. And would you make yourself known to people who've never known you personally? They maybe have talked about Jesus, they've talked about the Father, but they've never known you. Would you reveal yourself and would you fill us today? Amen. Here we go. Who is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is literally the least and most uncommon member of the Trinity. Okay, there are three parts of the Trinity. There's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Absolutely. Now, it's hard for us in our finite minds to try to comprehend an infinite trinity. It's hard for us. It reminds me of the little girl, third grade girl that was in her class and her teacher said, okay, you can draw anything you want. Just draw any kind of picture you want. Just have fun during art time. The teacher's walking around and comes over by little Susan and says, Susan, what are you drawing? And Susan says, I'm drawing a picture of God. The teacher says, well, honey, no one knows what God looks like. She says, they will now. <laughs> but to let me give you a little bit of an understanding. The Holy Spirit has been from the very beginning. In fact, the first two verses of the Bible talk about it. Here's what it says. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the what? The Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. The Holy Spirit's introduced to us in the very beginning of the Bible. Who's the Holy Spirit? Let me give an analogy that might help you, okay? All of us use this on a regular basis. Obvious question, how many of you have a computer in your home? Everybody does, absolutely. You use them for work, school, whatever the case might be. Computers are incredibly valuable, incredibly valuable. But if we can be honest, the computer is absolutely worthless in and of itself. It's absolutely worthless. What makes a computer valuable is something called an operating system. That's what makes it valuable. The two most common operating systems are Microsoft's Windows and then Apple's Mac operating system. That's what allows you and I to create value out of this. Every general purpose computer that there is has an operating system and needs an operating system in order for it to run any kind of applications or programs. Without an operating system, all this is is a collection of a few parts. That's all it is. 
but with an operating system, now that becomes valuable because it communicates with all the applications and it communicates with you. The Holy Spirit was given to us as a gift to be the operating system for our life so that you and I now have an operating system that makes sense of every application and program that comes in this. Without an operating system, you and I are nothing but a collection of some parts. And that's how a lot of people live their life. In fact, Billy Graham has a great statement. You'll see it on the screen. It says this. He says this. It's impossible to understand the Bible, Christian living, the structure of the church, or our own relationship with God without understanding the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not an it. It's not a vapor. You don't vape the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a person. That's key. A person. The Holy Spirit says that, the Bible says that he is not something, he is someone, he is God. The Holy Spirit has a distinct personality and he has specific work that he wants to do in our lives. Catch the last sentence. It is impossible to be a follower of Jesus without the Holy Spirit. Would you read that with me? It is impossible to be a follower of Jesus without the Holy Spirit. So let's ask ourselves, what does the Holy Spirit do? There are five marks of the Holy Spirit that Jesus is gonna share now in John 14, 15, and 16. These three chapters of the Bible are Jesus' last words to his disciples. How many believe that last words carry weight? Last words of a person carry a lot of weight. These are Jesus' last words. Now in there, he's already told them that he's gonna be leaving, which makes them super upset because they don't know what's ahead for them. And he says, I'm gonna send someone, specific person, I'm gonna send someone, and this someone will do five things. And the Holy Spirit will do the same five things for you and I. Let's look at the first one. He will be. Say that with me. He will be, which means he will be with you and he will be in you. Look at John chapter 14. If you have your Bibles, verses 16 and 17. Jesus is talking. And I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate. That's the word in the New Living Translation. You might have different translations. The definition of an advocate is to call to one side for help. It's like dialing 911. That's an advocate. Other versions use the word counselor, comforter, healer. Those are some other words. But it says this, I will give you another advocate. He will never leave you. He, personal, okay, is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives in you now and later will be, lives with you now and later will be in you. Um, let me ask you this. If you're a dad and your son has gotten to adolescence age or now beyond, was there a time that you said to your son, son, <clears throat> you and I need to have a talk. I need to, uh, I need to teach you something. And uh, <clears throat> a little awkward for me maybe, but, but this is important because in life, you're going to hear about this, and you're going to need to know how this works, okay? And so, son, I'm going to take some time right now, and I'm going to teach you, I'm going to teach you how to lie. I'm going to teach you how to lie, because someday in your life, you're going to need to know how to lie, and I want to teach you how to do that. Or, or as a dad, you said, I'm going to teach you how to lust, because son, someday in your life, you're going to probably encounter this, and I'm going to teach you how to do that. Or moms, did you tell your daughter, sweetheart, I, wanna, I need to teach you how to hate. 
I, I need to teach you how to, because someday there's gonna, somebody's girlfriend's going to do something to you, and you need to hate them, and I'm going to teach you how to do that. Or I'm going to teach you how to gossip. I'm going to teach you that. Has any parent ever had to teach your kids that? No, of course. Why not? They do it naturally. That comes naturally. See, the Bible says that when you and I were born, we're born in the image of God, but our spirit, our nature inside of us is a sin nature. It is not a God nature. That's why it is natural for a little child to lie, to protect themselves. It's natural in those things. Now, Jesus, in fact, said this. He says that basically in Romans 3, he says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That's why Pastor Keith said that good people don't go to heaven because there aren't any good people. There aren't. We all are sinful. In fact, Jesus said this. He said in John 3, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they're what? Born again. Born again. See, the Holy Spirit, what happens when you and I surrender our lives to Jesus, the Holy Spirit comes inside of us and gives us a new nature, a God spirit within us. It's not natural. He gives it to us. It's a gift that he implants in us. He calls it to be born again. God says this in Ezekiel 36. He says, and I will put my spirit within you and cause you to follow my laws and be careful to do all that I tell you to do. That's the reason we should never take anything impure and put it in our bodies. We should always keep ourselves sexually pure. Why? Because God lives in your body through the Holy Spirit. Here's what it says in 1 Corinthians 3. Do you not know that you're a house of God, other versions say a temple, and that the Spirit lives in you? See, the Holy Spirit is with you, which means wherever you go, the Holy Spirit is above you, below you, on both sides of you. It's all around you, the Holy Spirit. But now, when you surrender your life, the Holy Spirit comes inside of you, becomes the operating system for your life, and being inside of you now will guide you, will direct you, will comfort you, will talk to you, will speak to you, will give you everything that you need in life. That's what the Holy Spirit does. I love the Avenger movies. I do. I love the Avenger movies. Any other fans of Avenger movies? Okay, just out of curiosity, if you could pick your superpower, how many would say Hulk? You'd like that one, okay? How many would say Iron Man? Any Iron Man? How about Ant-Man? Any Ant-Man? Okay, how about Captain America? How many of you gals would like to be Wonder Woman? How many of you guys would like to be Wonder Woman? I'll raise my hand with that one. And we go, man, if I only had that superpower, you know what? You do. You do, when the Holy Spirit comes in you and brings the nature of God in you, suddenly his super is in your natural and you are now supernatural. You have supernatural power inside of you, not just with you, but inside of you. You're an avenger. That's who you are. If you're filled with the Holy Spirit. So here's the question again. Are you filled with the Holy Spirit it or are you just filled with it? You're full of something today. Here's the second mark of the Holy Spirit. He will teach. Say that with me. He will teach. Look at John 14, verse 26. But when the Father sends the advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I've 
told you. That's a great word. See, if you're a follower of Jesus, the Holy Spirit already dwells within you. Have, uh, have any of you parents bought a $10 toy for your child and then got it home and on the box saw the three most expensive words in the English language, batteries not included? The toy costs you 10 bucks, but the next five years you're spending $100 on batteries. Any of you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. When you have the Holy Spirit come inside of you by surrendering to Jesus, the batteries are included. The power's already inside of you. But how many of you know there's an enemy that doesn't want you to understand that? And the enemy will start talking to you in a different way. And he will start to remind you of things. See, the thing that the enemy does, he wants to put all of your life in a negative way. He'll take your, the things you failed at, which we've all failed at, and he will call you a failure. And he will start to tell you that you can't because you are too whatever, whatever the case may be. You might have been too abused. You're unwanted, unloved. You're defeated. You're discouraged. You can't overcome. But the Holy Spirit says that he will remind you of what Jesus said. He will remind you that in Christ, say those two words with me, in Christ, you are a new creature. The new spirit is inside of you. The old spirit, no, you have a new operating system. And the new spirit in Christ, through Christ, you are now forgiven. You're chosen. You're valuable. You're victorious. You're an overcomer, a child of God. Pastor Keith said it this way last week. You have to flip what? The script. You have to flip the script. And you have to remember, what did Jesus say about me? The Holy Spirit will help you do that. Do any of you have a problem remembering things? Man, I'll tell you, one of the benefits of getting older that I'm finding, uh, first of all, kidnappers just aren't interested in you. I have no fear of being kidnapped, none, okay? Another one I, that I appreciate is that all my secrets are safe with my friends because they forget them. They just don't remember them at all. The Holy Spirit will help you remember what the Bible says about you. He represents Jesus and makes his teaching clear. In other words, he's like a spiritual trainer for you. If you want to get in shape physically, you have nutrition, but then you need a trainer to help you get in shape physically. Spiritually, nutrition is the word. How many times a week? Four more. But the Holy Spirit's your trainer. The Holy Spirit will train you and take this and put it inside you. Pastor Keith said it this way last week. you got to work it. Remember that? You have to work it. My time is every morning. Every morning, seven days a week. At a specific time in a specific chair that I have it where then I can open up God's word and the Holy Spirit starts to talk. And man, if you've had this happen, I, I know as many of you have it, you will, you'll read something that you've read a hundred times before and all of a sudden you'll see something you never saw before. Has that ever happened to you? Absolutely. And what'll happen is the Holy Spirit will say, read, read, listen here, I have something to show you. Slow it down, slow it down. I need to, I need to point out something to you. He will do that to you all the time. He will teach you. Here's the third thing the Holy Spirit will do. He will testify. Say that with me. He will testify about Jesus. Look at John chapter 15. Look at verse 26. Jesus says, but I will send you the advocate, the spirit of truth. He will come to you from the Father and he will testify all about me. Here's a reality. Everybody in the world is religious. Everybody is. 
I was in a conversation a couple of weeks ago with a young man. I'm just in his early 20s, just getting to know him. And I asked simply the question, just trying to get to know him. I said, do you have a church home? And he said, no, no. He said, I'm, I'm not into that. But I'm a spiritual person. That's what he said. And his question to me then was, are you religious? That was his question right back to me. Are you religious? I said, absolutely not. Which made his head tilt since I just asked him about, did he have a church home? I said, absolutely not religious at all. In fact, I want to say the furthest thing from being religious. But then I paused and I said, but here's what I can tell you. I have fallen in love with the person of Jesus Christ because he changed every aspect of my life. See, the Holy Spirit says that everything is about Jesus. One of the things that has been so much fun with the Old Testament class, there's a number of people taking the Old Testament class, and man, have I learned a lot. Personally, the classes that Pastor Teeth is teaching. And can I just give you a quick thought process ahead? We have four more weeks of it, and then Pastor Keith is going to start a new class called Christian Thought and Practice. Man, I highly encourage you to join it. He's going to talk through way more deeper on the thought process of understanding God, the Holy Spirit, the Trinity. What about the church, communion, baptism? What is that all? And so many things that you've heard will become very personal to you, very personal to you. So let me encourage you. But in the Old Testament class, what's been really good for me to see is he's pointed out Jesus is the center of the Bible from Genesis all the way through Revelations. It's about Jesus all the way through. It is. And that's what the Holy Spirit does. The Holy Spirit always promotes Jesus all the time. <laughs> that's different than this world. Man, in this world, who do people promote? Themselves. How many followers do I have? How many likes do I have? I mean, can I ask a question? How many selfies can you really take? I mean, do you not know what you look like yet? I mean, my land, I don't need to see a selfie every day. I mean, in fact, a woman texted her friend and said this, something must be wrong. You haven't posted a selfie in two days. Feel better soon. And that's about the truth, the way it is. The Holy Spirit only promotes Jesus. We should too. The Holy Spirit will not only teach and remind us what Jesus says, but then he'll empower us to live it. Here's what it says in Acts 1. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses. There's an energy drink out there that claims it'll give you wings. Can I tell you who'll give you wings? <laughs> the Holy Spirit. In fact, it says this. It says that I will let you mount up with wings of eagles. I'll let you walk and not faint. Man, the Holy Spirit will give you wings. Are you allowing the Holy Spirit to teach you about Jesus? Well, it depends on what you're full of. Let's ask it again. Are you and I full of the Holy Spirit, it, or are we just full of it? We're full of something today. What are you full of? Here's the fourth mark of the Holy Spirit. He will convict. Say that with me. He will convict. Look at John chapter 16 and look at verse 7. 7 8 says this. Again, Jesus is talking. But in fact, it's best for you that I go away because if I don't, the advocate won't come. But if I go away, then I will send him to you. And when he comes, he, the Holy Spirit, will convict the world of its sin and of God's righteousness and of the coming judgment. The Holy Spirit sees everything. Everything that you think 
everything that you and I do, the Holy Spirit sees it all and knows it all. Finish this sentence. What happens in Vegas? Nope, what happens in Vegas stays on Twitter. That's where it stays. But here's the reality. What happens in Vegas, what happens at night in front of your computer, what happens when you think you're alone and no one sees and you're texting and you're Snapchatting or whatever, it's all seen. It is all seen by the Holy Spirit. See, when you and I accept Jesus, the Holy Spirit comes and wants us to become holy like Jesus. If we're to be Jesus, we're to be holy like him. And anything that's not holy, the Holy Spirit will point it out. And the Holy Spirit will say, uh-uh, no, no, no. That's not in here. That's not in here. Okay? You need, you need to dress. You need to change this. You need to repent of this. We don't like that word. We don't like the word repent. Let's just be honest. We don't like it. We like... You might want to pay attention to this. You might want to think about this a little more. We don't like the word repent. But it has to happen because without repentance, we can't get forgiveness of sins. And you and I will not go to heaven. Good people don't go to heaven. Bad people who repent go to heaven. That's why we have to understand it. See, the Holy Spirit, as you read the Bible, the Holy Spirit will convict you and I. Here's a key. Here's a key. The Holy Spirit will never say anything to you that's contrary to this, ever, ever. Example, do you think the Holy Spirit would ever put in your mind, I want you to murder that person? Do you think that would ever happen? No, why? Because in here it says, thou shalt not murder. Do you think the Holy Spirit would ever tell you to have an affair, to commit adultery on your spouse? Would the Holy Spirit ever tell you that? No, why? It's in here. Yet it's interesting. I, I talked to a lot of people. They agree with that. But then we come over on the other side and we talk about having sex before marriage or tithing. Well, I, what I think and what I believe, as I feel and what I, the Holy Spirit, no. The Bible's very clear about it. Very clear. And will never do anything contrary. See, we live in a world that some even denominations are saying that the Holy Spirit can take this and go beyond it. There's another word that goes beyond it. Doesn't happen at all. See, you and I, we can ignore the Holy Spirit and we can walk away. Let's say that you and I were outside today and we're, we're walking. Well, let's not do it today. Let's, <laughs> let's go a couple of weeks from now, okay? Let's do that. But let's say you and I are walking together and we're talking, having a great conversation. And we're walking, and all of a sudden, you take a right, and you go off in a totally different direction. And I'm staying there. We're still talking, but you're walking in a totally direction. Will there come a point in time where you don't see me anymore and you don't hear me anymore? Of course, of course. Does that mean I don't exist? Does that mean I'm not real? No, it means you walked away. The Holy Spirit is not a genie that you and I can have in the lantern next to us, and whenever we need it, let's quick rub because I need, I, oh, I need it now. Uh-uh. No. The Holy Spirit will lead and guide direct. But the Holy Spirit's not going to chase you and I. We have to do that with the Holy Spirit. See, the Holy Spirit convicts us to return to God, to come back to God. You know what's interesting? 596. That's a large number. 596 times in the Bible the word return 
And oftentimes it's talk about return to God. Here's what it says in Joel chapter two. Tear your heart, not your clothes. Return to the Lord your God, for he is full of loving kindness and loving pity. He is slow to anger, full of love, ready to keep his punishment from you. The Holy Spirit will convict us and cause us to come back to God. Here's the fifth mark of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will guide. Say that with me. He will guide. Look at chapter 16 of John, verse 12. There is so much more I want to tell you, but you can't bear it now. But when the Spirit of truth comes, the Holy Spirit, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak of his own, but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. Did you catch that? It says, anything you want to know, he says he'll, he'll guide you in truth about everything. Anything you want to know, including your future, he will tell you about it. What would you like to know? What about things that you don't understand that you'd love? The Holy Spirit will guide and direct you. What, what if you went before God and said, God, will you, will you show me what's in a peanut? You go, what? Yeah, what if, what if you said, God, would you show me what's in a, a peanut? What kind of crazy prayer is that? Well, it's a crazy prayer that George Washington Carver prayed. He was a slave, yet he wanted to learn, and he did anything he could to get education. And as he grew, he became a scientist as well. But he was a devout follower of Jesus. And here's what he believed. He believed that you could be a follower of Jesus and science both. And he would go into a laboratory and take no textbooks. This is with primitive stuff, okay? Years and years and years ago. Primitive stuff. He would go in with just a notebook, no textbooks, because he only wanted God to talk to him. And here was his prayer. God, would you show me what's in a peanut? That was his prayer. Do you realize that he discovered 500 uses for a peanut? 500 uses for a peanut. Totally changed the economics of all the South. He went into the laboratory and said, God, would you teach me what's in a rose petal? And he discovered 350 uses for a rose petal. One time he was before the, he was before the Senate Ways and Means Committee. And they said, Mr. Carver, you have five minutes. <laughs> After five minutes, the head of the committee said, Mr. Carver, take all the time you want. Where did you get this information? No one, no one has ever come forward with this kind of information before. Where did you get this? He said, from an old book. They said, what old book? He said, the Bible. The guy said, the Bible doesn't talk about peanuts. He says, no, the Bible talks about the God who made the peanut. What do you want to know about life? The God who created all through the Holy Spirit will teach you. He'll tell you. He'll teach you everything that you want to know. In fact, Ephesians 3.20 says this, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we could ask or imagine, according to his power that is work within us. So what are you full of today? We're all full of something. You full of the Holy Spirit or are you just full of it? It's one of the two. Here's the last question then. How do you live being filled with the Holy Spirit? How do you live that kind of a life? Well, Let's come back to the fact that if you're not filled with the Holy Spirit, you'll be filled with your stuff, your desires, your insecurities, your fears, your past, all the things around the world. How do you know what's inside of a person? Very simple, very simple. 
Just watch what comes out of them when they get squeezed. That's all you do. If there's a bottle here, there, all you do is squeeze it. You'll find out what's, what's inside of them. But see, God says he wants you to be full, full of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, meekness, self-control, power, courage, boldness, on and on. He wants you to be full of that. In fact, Jesus in John 14 says this, you can ask me for anything in my name, anything, and I'll do it. So how do you live being full of the Spirit? Let's finish by looking at just simply four words. Here's the first word, desire. Say it with me, desire. You have to want it. God's not gonna chase you. He's not gonna come and all the time just trying to force himself in. You have to desire that the Holy Spirit fills you. I, gotta, I want to be what you made me be. I wanna see your power. I wanna live that kind of life. You have to desire it with everything. In fact, look at this, Matthew 5. Look what Jesus said. Blessed are those who hunger and what? Thirst. That means they desire it. They hunger and thirst for righteousness for they will be what? Filled. You wanna be filled? You gotta hunger for it. That means I discipline myself. I hunger myself to maybe get up at a time that I don't want to get up to spend time in God's word. I hunger, I, I adopt my schedule around this. That's what I do. Here's the second word, surrender. Once you desire it, now you have to surrender, which means you got to surrender your life, not to Jesus as Savior, but to Jesus as Lord. When Jesus is Savior, you still can build your own empire. When he's Lord, there's only one kingdom, and he's the king. See, I can't be controlled by the Spirit if I'm on the throne. It's one of the two. Here's my prayer. I, I, I have numbers of prayers that I pray, but here's my first prayer when I get up in the morning. My first prayer. I tell God this. I say, God, it's all yours. This shirt, it's yours. These shoes are yours. This body is yours. This house, it's yours. This car is yours. Anything that has my name on it, it's all yours. My wife is yours, my kids are yours, my grandkids are yours. I own nothing. It's all yours. Holy Spirit, take it. Use it. However you want. Would you just, Holy Spirit, would you just help me today steward what you've had me hold right now? Steward what it means to be a husband. Steward what it means to be a dad. Would you just steward my finances? I own nothing. It's all yours. You desire it, you have to surrender. Here's the third word. You have to confess. Say that word with me. Confess. Any known sin that the Holy Spirit brings up, confess it. 1 John 1, 9 says this. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Let me ask you, how many of you get updates on your computer? Things that you have to update, okay? What would happen if you never updated any of the applications? Eventually, it's going to come. What would happen if you never rebooted your computer ever? After a period of time, it won't work. Confession, when you confess, God, I know the confession, you're rebooting. You're updating. And now the operating system is on full power. Full power. That's what happens. So you have to desire it, surrender, confess. Here's the last word. Block. Say that word with me. Block. Which means you got to block out the noise. Can we agree we have a lot of noise? Think about this fact. Think about this fact. 90%, if you took 
all the data, all the data in the history of mankind since the beginning of time, all data from now, from then till now, 90% of all data created has been created in the last two years. That's a lot of data. And it comes at us all the time. You know what you have to do? You have to block it out. How many of you ever seen a pro football game in person? Okay. If you, and it, before fans, okay, when there was fans there, if the opposing quarterback is trying to call a play, what do the fans do? They make all kinds of noise. Ah! I mean, they're just screaming, screaming. Why? Why do they do that? Distract. They don't want the quarterback to be able to hear what's being called or the players, to distract them. So you might see this because there's an offensive coordinator way up in the press box that sees the entire field that is telling the quarterback, here's the play to run. But the guy can't hear the play because the crowd is, ah! So what does the quarterback do? He puts his hands over the ear holes of the helmet. You ever seen him do that? They put the hands so they can hear the play that's being called. You and I have to block out the noise. If we want to hear the Holy Spirit, you got to block out the noise of social media. You got to block out the noise of everything that's going on around you. You have to maybe block out the noise of everything that's on the television. You have to block out the noise of certain people. Block out the noise so you can hear what the Holy Spirit's trying to teach you. He's in you, the operating system. He's trying to give you direction where you want to go. Because that's why Pastor Keith last week said, come early. Come early. Don't come in after it's hard. Come in early because then you have the ability to just block out the noise. Block out the noise. But can I just flip it for just a second by also saying, when we say come early, don't leave early. What I mean by this is, when Pastor Keith gets done preaching the sermon, the message, he hands you over to the Holy Spirit. We've opened up the word. We now say, Holy Spirit, talk. Talk to them because he will have something different potentially to say to every one of you. Holy Spirit, talk. But if you go in your mind, up, oh, hey, hurry up, let's hurry, get out of here. We want to beat the rush. We, to, we want to get in. We got things we got to do. We got things we got to go. We got a place we got to be. Can I tell you something? I love you. The Holy Spirit can't talk to you. And you'll come back next week, nothing changed. Because you never heard the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit wants to do things in your life that would shock you and stun you to create everything God created you to have. When you surrender yourself to Jesus as Lord and you say, okay, it's my desire. I surrender. I confess. I'm going to block it out. And you are filled with the Holy Spirit. You're going to hear things that would be phenomenal. What does that look like? I, I, we want to give you a visual that I think will help you. I so appreciate the worship band because every week they obviously practice and they spend time. And so at the end of the message, they come out and they're ready now to help lead into worship, but to lead so the Holy Spirit can talk. But you know, it's interesting. They practice a certain song, but what if I changed the song? What if Pastor Keith changed the song? We could. How would they know how to follow what we're doing? Or even the song they have, Man, there's a number of them up here. How do, you, how do they all know what's happening next, what's taking place? It's because they're hearing something you don't hear. See, when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you'll hear things no one else will hear. Let me illustrate. Lily, come up here. Lily has something in her ear. Why don't you pull that out, dear? It's called an in-ear monitor. 
This is how she is listening. She's listening to things. She's listening to a voice that you can't hear. I'll let you put that back in rather than me. That'd be awkward. Okay, thank you. <laughs> she's plugged in. She's listening. When you are filled with the Holy Spirit, you're going to hear things. You're going to hear things. What is she hearing? What are the other things? They all have it. What are they hearing? One of the first things they're hearing is something called a click track. What it is, it sets the rhythm. It sets the rhythm so they're all on the same. Can we make sure they hear what they're hearing right now? That's what they're all hearing right now. And when you have the Holy Spirit, He will give you a rhythm. So now you're walking in step with God. You're walking where God wants you to be. You're walking in the power of that. But you're on pace with where God is at. It's called a click track. That's what they're hearing. But there's someone that's important here. It's called a musical director. This is Jonathan. Jonathan's our musical director today. Jonathan has a microphone, but not to sing. We don't want Jonathan to sing. <laughs> Love you, brother. Sorry. You don't want you to sing. Okay. But he, as the musical director now, is going to guide them, direct them on what's coming up next. Okay, so say it out loud so you can hear it. Okay, go to the one. This is what they're hearing. We're going to go to the four. All right, move to the six. Now we'll go back to the four. Lily, come in on vocals, please. Bass and drums, come in as well. Keep it nice and soft. We'll keep that same chord progression going. Keep it nice and soft. Phil, give us a little bit more. Keep building. Good job. Alright, we're gonna keep building, so the vocalists come up and we're gonna start singing more. Alright, keep that going, keep that going. It's that same chord progression. Keep that going. Just a little bit more, Phil. And what's happening, the musical director is now going to start to add things. They're going to start to add things. They're going to add other instruments. They're going to add other harmonies. And when you have the Holy Spirit that is filling you, you're going to hear things that others won't hear. His word will start to talk to you, and you'll be in rhythm with what God says. Suddenly, your marriage will start to have harmony. Your family will start to have harmony. Life will make sense to you because you're in the rhythm. The Holy Spirit's talking to you. And what happens is they come and they join, and they start singing along as well. What happens is this, your life becomes a song of worship. And that's the way God meant it to be, being led by the Holy Spirit over and over and over every day in the power. That's the way you and I are to live. That's what God intended. That's what the Holy Spirit does. Be filled with the Holy Spirit today. Well, thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past messages. And if you like what you're hearing, consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. It helps so much. You know, you can click the share button, take a screenshot and share it on your social stories and tag us at Celebrate Church. For more content from Celebrate and to connect with us, go to celebrate.church. We love you and we believe in you. God bless. God bless.